The views, information, or opinions expressed on the Scullygan podcast are solely those of our hosts and the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of our sponsors or their employees. This podcast is general in nature and for informational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional mental health or medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always consult your doctor or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition, procedure, or treatment. This episode of Scullygan is sponsored by Peak Talent Capital Solutions. Peak is a revolutionary alternative to the traditional staffing model. Ingenuity, intelligence, and keen marketplace insight drives talent management solutions which make a dynamic difference for partner organizations. From entry level to executive level and every role in between, Peak is illuminating a path forward and meeting the future of work head on. For more information, please visit their website at peaktcs.com. Hello, gang, and welcome in again to our uh, Scullygan podcast, and we're on part two of technology, social media, and men's mental health. I'm Mike Frazier, and I'm joined, as always, by my great friend and co-host, Russell Sable. And uh, first of all, I have to start with, you okay, bro? Yes, sir. You okay, bro? I'm fantastic. You're the one that showed up redder than usual. Yeah, it's been chaotic out here. Yeah? Yeah, it's... And I understand in today's weather, it's raining. I don't know when this is going to come out, but it's raining. It's going to be raining again tomorrow on March, Friday. But, yeah. you know, with this one being about social media and being about uh, how technology technology is, is ruining society and, and, and mental health, it, it is on my way here mm-hmm. was ridiculous. I counted several amounts of people that were on their phones like, we, you're driving, okay? Fuck off the phone. <laughs> All right. You know, I was I was told by my old swing coach one time when she picked me up, she says, I don't understand this new generation. This younger generation, while they're driving and always on their phones, it makes no sense. You're technically driving a weapon of some sort. That's right. Yeah. You know, you could be going through a red light and T-bone somebody and you are head on collision. Guess what? You just killed them or they're right. in the hospital or they're paralyzed. Or maybe somebody was walking across the road and you just yeah. ran them over. Pancaked them. Yeah. And it's all because, well, what were you doing? You're on your phone. B- distraction. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And, you know, if you're on your phone, I don't know why it's so serious, why you need to be on your phone while you're driving and texting. You know, I know there's a law here in the state of Georgia. I don't know about anywhere else, but Jesus Christ, get the fuck off the phone while you're driving and pay attention to the roads. This is getting ridiculous. Have you ever heard of anyone getting a ticket? I mean, do you personally know anyone that has gotten a ticket for being on their phone while they were driving or or texting or anything else, any use of their cell phone? Have you even heard of it? No, and my buddy is a GSP, and he he hasn't told me. I mean, it's not something that troopers look for, but still, it's... asked him before if that's I haven't true. either I, I just don't see it and you know I'm kind of I'm I, I noticed the same thing today when I went out I went out quickly for lunch and to run a few errands my thing is I'm oh my gosh if I have to sit through another light change while some everyone's looking down even when you go along beside them if you just kind of glance you'll notice that sometimes people are driving looking down mm-hmm. they are 
you know, sitting at lights. I saw the other day where someone sat through a complete light change and was probably five cars, car lengths back, pardon me, behind the light, had just sat there through the light change. And people had to start honking. And people, you know, and today's also a, a day of road rage, man. We're in an age to where people just absolutely will lose their shit in a skinny minute. You know, you know, like the the old the old adage. You don't know. You know, was that the straw that broke the camel's back, right? So, uh, yeah, I noticed you were a little redder than usual. Like I started off with when you came in. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. I mean, it's, you know, these days a car is Bluetooth. Most of them are. Yeah, my truck is. Your and, car is. You know, when a text comes through in my dad's car, it'll actually pronounce. It'll say what the text is about. And, you know, most of the time, from what I've learned, if there's something that's an emergency or something that's serious, you get a phone call. That's right. So, obviously, if you're texting or you got to check out Snapchat or you got to check out social media while you're driving, like, what the fuck are you doing? I think it takes us back to what we've been talking about. If people are addicted to these devices, whether it be a smartphone or, yeah. a, you know, I said smartphone the other day in front of someone and they said, oh, you you don't say smartphone anymore. You, you can just say phone because just about every one of them is a smartphone. I digress. But, you know, I I believe that everyone is, is so addicted to some type of technology now. If they're staying in a constant state of feedback or in a constant state of no or in a constant mm-hmm. state of, 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 of interaction, I, I don't understand it because I avoid it like the plague. I can't do it. It drives me nuts. Mm-hmm. You know, as I've said before, all of my tones are off on my phone. You see how my phone is right now. It's set face down, you know, so I'm not distracted while I'm doing something. And, you know, I come from that old school that if everyone of importance knows where I am right now, if they need me and it's really bad and they can't get me on that phone, call the office, mm. you know, and, and they'll track me down. So I can see, you know, the the, the frustration is is real because not only are you watching all these accidents and wrecks and you have to be watching out for everyone else like drifting now that's the other thing is drifting into your lane you're like my god you you have to watch out for everything and that just kind of adds to the stress doesn't it adds to the stress that we're already dealing with daily or they're very tentative they'll they're not sure which lane to be in or where they need to turn or yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. I, I don't know. Figure it out. <laughs> yeah, really. Or, or get, I don't know. Maybe they're dishing out licenses a lot uh, easier now, or uh, it's a lot easier to get a license now than it was when I was coming up, but I don't know. I don't either. But every my, moron my has one. 15, I don't even know how. My time was when the license came out. What was that? Oh, let's see. 27 now? Oh, oh my God, I thought 50. you were older than that. You look so much older than that. Yeah, I, I feel old. See, you and I have uh, two problems. Uh, your problem is you look older than your age, and my problem is I look much younger than my age. Yeah, but we both wake up every morning with back problems and everything <laughs> yeah. fucking hurts. <laughs> everything falling apart. Yeah. <laughs> before, we swa- before I have to start swallowing pills and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. luckily I'm not there yet. <laughs> well, you, hey, baby, you will be soon, <laughs> trust me. But... Uh, no, all joking aside, it's funny you came with that. I, I actually this morning was, uh, you know, you know, along the lines of our technology discussion. I had uh, signed up on Facebook or was following some little group on Facebook about bourbon. Mm. Okay, it's mm. a shared passion of mine and yours. Good bourbon. Oh, In fact, I presented you with a bottle today when you got here just for being you. Yeah, I appreciate it, uh, brother. You have no idea how much I appreciate you, like son. Candy. Yeah, sir. You know, you know, I saw that your eyes light up like a 
eight-year-old on Christmas morning and opening an Xbox. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. It's, like it's a, beautiful. Yeah, it's like a six-year-old in a candy shop. That's right. But I was, I was following this little bourbon group or whatever, and I noticed that my thing about social media is, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm that, I'm a personality of live and let live, man. Mm-hmm. We each have likes, dislikes. You know, I like certain bourbons. Uh, you and I share a taste in some of the same bourbons. Um, I know a lot of other people don't. And I was noticing that people would go on there like one made a comment, uh, you know, just got his first bottle of Eagle Rare. And which I find is a wonderful bourbon. All of these people were coming on there. Well, I say people, men were pouring in and just tearing this kid apart. You know, oh, there's better bourbons out there, you know, and being just, I don't know, for lack of better terms, just being shitheads for no reason, Mm -hmm. which I have a real problem with. I'm like, dude, what does it matter to you what this kid's drinking? You know, say, congratulations, enjoy your bottle. That's my thing, you know. And Lord, some other poor fool came on there and mentioned that he had gotten a bottle of Basil Hayden's. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's one out there now called Basil Hayden's Toast. I haven't tried that one. I haven't either, no. But there's Basil Hayden's Dark Rye, yeah. and it's actually pretty tasty. It is. Um, but a lot of people consider Basil Hayden's, straight up Basil Hayden's, uh, that it's like a like a starter bourbon or a you know. And I think that when I'm looking and I'm reading these this comment section, I'm drawn to it as to how just critical people have become. They believe that once it's their their opinion is you know, like Moses carried it down from the mountain and it's, you know, carved into a tablet. And how dare you like something I don't like or, and if I don't like it or it's not to my taste, I'm going to make you look like an idiot. I just don't understand that at all. I find that infantile behavior, actually. You know, I operate off M-Y-O-B. Well, I'm sorry, M-Y-O-D-B. Mind your own damn business. You know, I mean, live live and let live enjoy life, not everyone's going to agree with you. Mm-hmm. But we seem to have on social media, we spend a lot of time trying to find fault in others. Yeah. And we don't stop to consider that maybe we're wrong or everyone has a different taste. And I had a discussion about this yesterday with a good friend of mine at lunch. And I, we were talking about how our tastes change as we get older. And I'm 10 years older yeah. than he is, but my taste buds have changed dramatically. I like things today that I did not like in my 20s and my 30s and my 40s. Mm-hmm. So everything changes. And hopefully, and that's part of growth. That's actually part of what we call maturity. So if you're not maturing and you're not growing and you can't see that there can be more than one opinion other than yours, that is a, that's a, that's a weakness. But it's also, to me, it's a sign that you need to stop and work on your own mindset and, uh, you know, and I, I had to go off on that one because you brought what set you off today. That's what I noticed this morning. And then I, of course, removed myself from that group because I don't want to read all that shit. Yeah. I don't care. You know, you can like whatever you want to like. I thought there were going to be some good pictures and some good suggestions of bourbon. Mm-hmm. No, it's just a bunch of grown men on there acting like a bunch of babies. <laughs> so I'm like, nah, I don't, I don't have time for this. But, yeah. uh, We've done a lot of research on this. You know, we started up open, uh, pardon me, we opened with uh, part one of this, and uh, you gave us some good background yeah. on the social media sites out there. We went into a little bit of things. I got into a little bit of 
you know, the infantilism behind it and, you know, how it can create some mental health issues and depression. Uh, actually, uh, you know, I've got some stuff here that I'll go over after you, align, you know, after you get some of yours out of the gate. So I'm going to let you start off uh, now that we've gotten past our little bit of rants. <laughs> you want to go and help us out, lead us down the path, my friend. Yeah, this part two, this is going to be a pretty good one. This is more of kind of... Uh... Uh, the effects of it more often or so, but, you know, social media can throw off your concentration at work or in school or even disrupt your sleeping pattern. We have become a slave to our phones or computers so we can see what's going on in our world and on social media. Social media has been linked to us, has been given us, excuse me, anxiety, depression, loneliness, as you say, Mike. Yep. Um, it increases our FOMO, if you don't know what it is, fear of missing out. Uh, feelings of inadequacy, dissatisfaction, and isolation. And, um, it starts off with anxiety and depression. We constantly worry about getting all of those likes and shares and comments. And we all want to make sure that we, you know, it's, it's part of that FOMO. We, we're always constantly checking our pages, it's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and so on and so forth. It's like we are afraid of going to miss out on something, like I said, FOMO, um, that we have to check in. And I, you know, I, I can't tell you how many people I'll go on the messenger, like I said, in part one, just to see who's all there early in the morning and even throughout the day. And I constantly see the same people. And it, it it's funny, it never changes. It's like, do you, are you at work or you maybe you don't have a job or it, it's like, Change it up. Do something other than being on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, I think Jesus. we're compelled. I think a lot of people are just compelled. They're 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 shareaholics. Yeah. You know, I uh, you know I shared a lot here recently because of my wife's birthday and things like that because it makes my wife happy. Mm -hmm. That makes my wife happy. It makes my wife happy, and it's it's legal. Yeah, I think you shared about fifty thousand pictures of it. All. Well, yeah, maybe fifty thousand and one, <laughs> but who's counting, right? <laughs> but I mean, no, it makes her happy, and it may if she's happy, I'm happy. So, uh, but then I watched to where it looks like that. I saw. I even have family members that will do this. They'll go on. A, I guess it's there's these rants. It's almost like it's like a diary entry. Mm -hmm. You don't know what the hell they're talking about. And but they know, and they're. I, I'm assuming that they're hoping that the person that they're writing this post about will read it mm -hmm. and know that it, it 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 refers to them. Right. And I'll find that a little bizarre as well. Yeah. You know, because I'm one of these like, hey, you know, if you or I would have an issue, we'd say, hey, man, and we'd say something to one another. I think that's what keeps us our relationship mentally healthy. Yep. You know, we know we can just be honest, and but a lot of people just, I guess, have a very difficult time being honest with other people or expressing themselves, and so that might be a way. Hey, I'm going to type this down. You know, today at lunch, I mean, it really pissed me off, and blah blah blah. And you go into your rant and you post it, and you're hoping the target reads it. Right. Well, what the hell are you going to do if the target doesn't read it? Yeah. Now, what are you doing now? Going on there, hoping and trying to look and see. It to me, it it, it puts you into like a spiral of negativity sometimes yeah it's, it's almost a, a form of complaining yeah 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 and you know i i my neighbor and i sat and talked we said hey to each other and he asked how my day was yesterday and i says well you know i can't complain and i always bring up this one thing that my boss always told me is like you know 
when you complain, 95% of those people don't care. No. But 5% actually do because, well, maybe it might help them out or maybe they just like hearing you complain. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody here loves to hear you bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, hey, man, there's that, I guess there's always that 5%. You know, I don't know. I, I, I don't think that things bother me or affect me the same way that it does others. And I'm, I'm kind of blessed with that. I've got a very adaptive mindset. I don't uh, also don't read into things. Uh, I try not to. I always want to give someone the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. You know, speaking of cell phones, how many times have you gotten a text message and you could have read you could read it either way? You could read this is this is a slam. This is someone being an ass to me. Or being rude or being disrespectful. You know, everyone wants to be respected nowadays. Um, but, or they could just have typed it in a hurry. Yeah. Lift out one damn word or forgot to turn their caps off like I do sometimes. And, mm-hmm. of course, that's considered shouting in the texting world or that communication, that technological little realm that everyone lives in. And, and I just don't see it that way. I always tend to give people the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they're just not, maybe, they, or... Maybe he or she is having a bad day, and I think I'm just not going to compound it. Yeah, because it's like being ghosting, with, ghosted, which is a new right. thing these days. Oh yeah, yeah. Or like if someone doesn't answer you right away, you yeah. could assume immediately that you are being ghosted. Right. It's a great point, actually, you make, because that's all over the place right now. Yeah, it's all. It's the biggest thing in the in the dating world now. It's, yeah. Is all of a sudden you you go on a date with them, or you'll get talking to them, and all of a sudden they just like. You'll send them a message, hey, how are you doing, or something, and they'll read it, and then, or they'll open up the Snapchat or whatever, and then they leave it at that. It's like... <laughs> You're like, what the hell here? Yeah, like, yeah. I'm just trying to have a you know, simple communication with you, and you don't want right, to... Well, don't you think that sometimes, you know, you and I've talked about it a lot here recently as well, but it, it, back to ghosting real quick before I make the other point, is... You know, ghosting is, is huge at every level, especially in employment. Yeah. Uh, you know, how many are going to be there tomorrow morning for the interview, and you, you count on that, and they ne- they just disappear off the face of the earth. That you've had, you know, maybe even a couple of conversations with them. They were exuding uh, just, they were exuding, you know, confidence in the job that they could do it. It was something that aligned very well with what they were seeking, and it was just, an exuberance that you're feeling from the other side, then all of a sudden you come in at nine o'clock in the morning and where's your, you know, where's your 9 a.m. appointment? Mm -hmm. That's really weird to me. That goes back to communication. It goes back to how easy, I guess, it is just to blow people off. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but you know, you know, you and I have even talked about it. You know, you send a message to someone, you don't hear from them. You know, there's an assumption. You know, I've done it before. I'm not... uh, perfect we all may 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 i'll catch my mind wanting to go there then i have to remind myself that you know maybe he or she is maybe they read it then had something came up you know there is this thing called life yeah you know and some shit happened to them right then that happens to me all the time like i'll read a text message and or i don't have the words i want to say composed at that moment Mm -hmm. and i just don't answer right away you know i mean i texted you the other day and you know, you ghosted me. I did, didn't I? No, I think you I did. You did. Yeah. You ghosted me. I was but in you know what? Of dinner or something. Well, something you. Were, I figured I you were probably eating or drinking or having fun, and and. But I didn't. I assumed nothing by it. That's why today I sent you. Okay, bro. Yeah, I completely. Well, I say no, 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 no. I'm no. gonna call you out real quick. Okay, come on. When I, when I read that text, I called you. 
That, oh, hell, you did, didn't you? Yeah, that's right. You bastard. Yeah. And we were on the phone a while, weren't we? We were, yes, sir. Oh, man, I was, where was I? I don't even remember where I was driving now. That was a good conversation. It was you a great were, conversation. Thank you for calling me. You were, you were actually <laughs> headed home because you were going to take your wife to That's right. a lovely dinner. That's right. We were going to dinner. You're right. So I, I, I withdraw my ghosting complaint. Yeah, damn right. Take that back. I take it back. I was wrong. <laughs> See, but there's the exact example, you know, yeah. not assuming. But, you know, I think you and I, I don't know, we're a little different than some. But, you know, we it is it's you know, I also see social media as and it's been called. And I love this when I read it. It's been called a high tech pacifier. Mm. Um, I've never been enamored with social media to the degree that a lot of other people are. I use it. Uh, you and I both use it. I don't use it as much as as a lot of other people do. I'm not uh, stuck to it or or glued to it. I do use it for not only I use it for research. Uh, there are some sites in social media that is absolutely outstanding for research. If you're wanting to look at a topic, mm -hmm. I also use it for feedback. I also use it, of course, to uh, to uh, uh, you know, get my business uh, interests out there or to market and to do other things or to, or to introduce new products or processes or programs. So it is extremely valuable at so many levels when utilized right. We used it years ago when one of our little dogs ran away. It was, he got out of the back and uh, he had boogied, man, and uh, Petey was just a nut. And he had gone, and if we hadn't have used it, we'd have never found him. So it worked out perfectly for us. That's the new thing that's going around these days. Yeah, yeah. It seems to be something that's more uh, popular. Is when you lose an animal or uh, your animal is at loss, uh, I see more and more people these days using Facebook. Yeah, of, it works. Their pet is lost for the moment. It, it takes, I've seen it more now these days than anything. And they, yeah, it works. they have their pet back within hours. My wife made a comment to me at that. She said, see, it really works for stuff like that. And I, mm -hmm. I said, yeah, you're right. Because she was the one that thought about doing it. And she posted it over. And I mean, within, well, by the, that night we had a lot of leads. But by the very following morning, I was driving to pick him up. So it was very valuable to us in that state. So I think it has its merits. But it's just like anything else. Uh, we can take it and, and abuse it. Yeah. It's just like alcohol. It's like anything else. So I think that we have to understand that we ought to know where our limits are and then, uh, you know, modify our behavior if necessary so that we're not. So if it's making us feel anything other than joyful, I have that rule. If it's if it's really making me feel anything other than just joyful or happy and, uh, you know, excited to be there or, or my biggest thing is I'm nerdy. If it's if it's not giving me some information I don't already know that is valuable to my life or career, if it's doesn't tick all those boxes, then I'm boogieing on out of there. Mm -hmm. I don't really want to read it. I don't really want to be a part of it. I don't want to uh, participate in negativity. Right. Why should I? Why yeah. would I want to when life has enough bullshit going on? You know, you have enough coming at you than to go and willingly participate in bullshit. <laughs> now, think about that one. Yeah, Ger <laughs> Germany Kent said, it, said a good thing. When your mental health becomes impacted by social media, then it's time for a detox the hell off of social media that's a great to yourself go do something else yeah so any you know going back to one th other thing and social media can also cause loneliness 
we see other uh, others like our friends or family together on holidays that or even dating or gives us a sense of loneliness because we are not the we are not with the family due to travel issues like even this past uh, Christmas um, there were some families that I saw some of my friends that uh, work with me and that they unfortunately weren't able to get back home because of weather uh, the cost of flights holy cow um, so you know even some people would rather text or chat through social media instead of face to face which then makes us feel lonely it's like putting in more time into friends online instead of the ones that are right in front of you like we talked about in episode one or uh, not episode one but in part one when we were at a restaurant and you could see people that yeah. were on a date or maybe they were just having dinner together and they're on their phones <laughs> isn't that amazing having a face-to-face conversation that just seems to be so difficult yeah. for a lot of people but i also believe that we've encouraged a lot of introversion Grace, you're in here with us. Wouldn't you agree that introversion has been rather, I don't know, promoted to a degree? Mm. Come on, Grace. Well, what do you think? We have to deal with a lot of introversion every day. Every day. Do you think it's a a generational thing? Probably. Uh, Probably. Well, you know, I I don't know. I believe that sometimes it is promoted to a degree because we're promoting uh, other levels of communication and exalting those levels of communication rather than encouraging people to be face-to-face. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's just one of my things. Uh, You know, I prefer face-to-face communication. I prefer to talk. Actually, when you called me, it was really good because we got a lot done in just that conversation, and I was on the road. I was headed home to change. And, you know, that was a great conversation. It was a whole, whole heck of a lot easier than texting to where yeah, maybe yeah. one of us may have forgotten something. And also when we talk, it spurs more creativity. And, and it, you it, can pay attention to emotions. That's right. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Especially face-to-face. And, you know, you can hear it in a person's voice as well. Yeah. yeah. But you can't pay. It's an excellent point. You yeah. can't. How, you know, how do you pay attention to an emotion in a, in a text mm-hmm. or on an instant message? Yeah, you know, that brings up, you know, I asked, I asked my mother and, you know, I'm sure you're a part of this generation too, about how social media has changed her and, and society and her view. And uh, since she is part of the older generation and, and so are you, Mike, because you have a pet dinosaur and you're part of Civil War, um, <laughs> you know, they didn't really rely on technology to communicate like we do today. We, we no longer talk face to face. Uh, texts are only words, but the interpretation can be misconstrued in a fashion that it can be misleading, like we just mentioned. Uh, we always believe, they always believe uh, what we see and not do the research. Meaning, I mean, especially in politics today on social media, you, you could see one thing on, on Facebook or Instagram, you instantly believe it. Yeah, that's, that's scary. You make a great point there, and, and it does. You can, uh, you know, there's been so many examples of that, to where something has been posted, and mm-hmm. it is just totally untrue, or there, are, it is littered with untruths, mm-hmm. yet it is considered the gospel. That's scary. Yeah, you know that you're just taking something at face value. And I believe the other thing, now I haven't read this anywhere, but I believe another thing it does is, and along these same lines, is it reduces and even kills our ability 
for critical thinking. Yeah. So that's a good one. Yeah. We just don't. We're you know. Oh my gosh. We're and it, it might feed perfectly into our confirmation bias. Mm-hmm. That you know we oh well, this aligns perfectly with what I believe. So I'm going to share it. So, but you may be sharing something that is totally false, but because it aligns with your particular set of principles or your beliefs, you're just immediately putting it back out there, which I believe is not only dangerous and foolish, but idiotic as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll go that far because you haven't done anything to verify or validate that this information is anything beyond what has just entered your eyeballs you know what i'm talking about and that's a little scary but that's a great point you make but i yeah. do think it has a lot to do with our with the destruction of 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 our communication skills which no one can deny that's happened mm. and also the destruction of our critical thinking skills which have been basically put on hold over the last couple of generations i don't know what the fool's going on there but it is. It can be like anything else, a destructive tool, or you can use it for good. You know, you know. I was reading all on social media here. Uh, they, you know, you read all about social media use was correlated with depression in general. And now and then, you and I had talked about this before because I hate the term because it's too widely, it's painted with too broad of a brush on too many men. This toxic masculinity, mm-hmm. but they found that those who that exhibited or displayed what we would term true toxic masculinity, those that reported that they considered dominance, misogyny, and homophobia as masculine norms, were more likely to seek out information they disagreed with, pursue negative interactions with others online, and ruminate over these experiences after they stepped away from the computer. That is absolutely fascinating to me. So now, they're, basically what this means, if you, you're not, I don't even know if you're old enough to remember this, it takes me back to the old cartoon book, the old cartoon, cartoons, not the old comics I used to read, and there was always the Charles Atlas ad in it with the guy kicking sand in the skinny dude's face on the beach. And the newspaper. Yeah. yeah and he was brought to every house, but not anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and he was kicking sand in his face, and, and, and this dude went and got on the Charles Atlas program, and he bulked up, and he came back, and... I don't exactly remember how, uh, but he he put him in his place. But it is exactly the same thing. These are people that are going out and seeking these negative interactions and even bullying. We could go as far as bullying online. They're seeking it out. But they found that even after they were doing, they continued to ruminate on it and that they were more likely to engage in all this negative stuff than experience more symptoms of depression and externalize that depression with aggression and rage. Hmm. Now, that, that to me was fascinating. It did take me back to that old ad in the comic books, you know, because you're just seeking out, you're just looking to pick on someone for some reason. Now, that's, that is toxic behavior, and I've seen that with men and women. Believe it or not, folks, there are toxic females as well, mm-hmm. okay? There's toxic everyone out there. You know, assholes does do not know just one sex. Uh, but you know, I digress. It, this was this was just a, remarkable to me, and not only linked to more depression, but the, it can also, like we've stated, be linked to positive online behaviors. Uh, but they found that if you, if that included, if you find yourself that you're going down the rabbit rabbit hole, that you should change over to do a little bit, change your pattern. You talk about this. Look, start looking at sites that have positive and supportive messages and think about those kind of messages while offline. 
those, when they did the testing or they, they went in and surveyed those people, that right there was associated with lower levels of all types of depression. All these people did was change their pattern of what they were taking in and what they were seeking out and looking for on social media and participating in, mm-hmm. and it lowered their depression. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that reminds me, you know, ever since I've gone through a bunch of things and, and pro- projecting more uh, positivity on social media, I've been seeing it a whole heck of a lot more, seeing different posts and more uh, reels and on my feed and seeing whole different things, more positivity on there. And, you know, it's, Social media is, is good for several things. You know, my family or more of my parents, they use it more for connecting with family and friends, trying to keep in touch with them. Um, I mean, heck, even uh, my father, uh, he doesn't have a Facebook. My mom does. So my mother got a contact from one of my father's old friends from college. And now we didn't even realize, but he lives in Athens. And so now we keep in touch with him back and forth. Well, that's cool. See, that's a positive aspect there. That's wonderful. Reconnecting. Yeah. So, you know, when you put that positivity out on social media like I have, it it starts turning you into a better person. Uh, But, you know, you can also use uh, to make sure that family knows what's going on and also keep up with family. Uh, Meeting new people, making new friends, which I've made a lot of new friends this past year, which is really cool. Um, putting your mistakes out there, letting people like letting people know that you know you're sorry, you have an apology to friends and family, saying it's time for a change, time to get better, be better, but also help others start start doing uh, more positive things. You know, we started up this podcast, which was it's going in a great way, and oh yeah, and hopefully we continues to go down that way. But you know, there's times when you have to realize that when you're struggling with social media you, you'll probably realize it immediately but there's also things that are out there and i'm going to list some things out there that can help you uh limit social media to 30 minutes to an hour every day um i, I have a family uh, not a family friend but a co-worker and they always talk about how his kids you know they you know you've got one hour or two hours ago to do whatever you want when you come home from the school then after that, you need to focus on schoolwork or something, read a book, do something other than being watching TV, social media, being on the phone. Um, don't use your phone in the bedroom. Read a book in the bedroom. Do something different. Um, get busy with work. Join a gym. Read a book, like I said a second ago. Hang out with friends, family. Get a real connection with people. Get off the damn phone and quit texting back and forth. Holy crap. Especially if you're in a car. It's just Jesus. Explore areas of interest or find a new interest in something that you will like. Or maybe there's something out there that you're willing to try and you never know what could happen. You might like it. You might may not like it, but it's okay. At least you're willing to try. Yeah, I think that uh, you make outstanding points. It's, it's, it's deciding. You have to decide for yourself. And, you know, you know, we hear about this all the time. You can't, uh, you know, you can't change people's minds for them. I'm I was reading something the other night. It really pertains to this. I, I'm just going to paraphrase, and we've seen this so many times in literature or, or we see quotes. But in a nutshell, you know, you're not going to change until you determine or decide to change. Right. You know, people can say to you, you've got a problem, and most people are going to go into the defensive there or they're going to start explaining why they have to or why, are they do- why they're doing what they're doing. 
And until you decide that you don't feel, you know, to me, looking for the symptoms, and a symptom for me is I don't want to feel like I'm beholden to something or that I'm addicted to something. And if it's controlling too much of my life, I've even got a little app on my phone now that, and I don't know how the hell it got there. I believe it was on the last download or update. But it's reporting to me each week how much uh, phone time I had. Yeah. Do you have that on yours? I, I do. I think it's something new that started uh, not too long ago. Yeah, I, it, I haven't had it long. But it, it's amazing to me because I'll see, well, you used, uh, you know, you were online or this, that, or the other two hours, three hours less this week than last week, that type of thing. Because even I find, you know, my problem with my phone is is it's an excellent source for me to, it's extremely easy for me to pick it up, go to the front page and pop, hit Google Scholar and Google for results. And that Google Scholar gives me papers and studies and things. So if I'm researching a topic or I'm writing on a topic, like I'm doing some things right now with the books, or I'm working on things here for the company, I'll go in and read these studies, and I look at them from every direction. So it's extremely easy for me to grab the phone and do that, have that impulsive thought, because that's what it is. And then, you know, my wife will invariably say, are you going to put that thing down tonight? <laughs> you know, because I, I have that problem. I will get engrossed in what maybe other people may find rather nerdy stuff, but I'm engrossed in it because it... Well, it pays my bills. Mm-hmm. Makes my it, it, that's how I make my living. So uh, yeah, I'm right there with you. I I've got easy to do making notes. You know, I have a computer now, so it's a whole lot easier. But here I am, where we just got done eating dinner, and I'm at a dinner table making notes for a podcast. And they're like, my parents would look at me like, "What? You want to? You know, do that later? <laughs> We're at a dinner table, damn it! Yeah, yeah, hey, 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 you know." At least, at least get the gravy out of your beard yeah. before you start it's this, right? Leftovers. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Well, I know you like later it. on dessert or something. There you go. I understand. <laughs> you know, I understand. Well, we've had. I think this has been a good. Uh, I hope that you agree. It's been a good podcast. What Russell and I are talking about is no more than behavioral change. Mm-hmm. And if you feel like that you are experiencing some level of negativity or depression or anxiety or you find yourself spending way too much time on social media or your phone or any type of uh, electronic device and especially if you notice that those around you that depend on you for care and concern or love and attention are feeling a little louded or feeling a little like they're you know I don't know slighted is the better term you might want to Take some advice and just kind of back off of it. It is a drug. It does. It's it's been compared to the same thing as you know sex and cocaine and all the other stuff that keeps our brain going. But uh, you do need to uh, seriously consider backing off a little bit. Only if you're in a state to where you feel like it is impacting your own well-being or the uh, the sanctity and the love and the and the the, the warmth or, or the time that you're able to have with another that you care about that's probably the easiest way I can say it so uh, I think other than that we would just be beleaguering the point but uh, I think we've presented some great stuff today do you want to wrap it up my brother yeah certainly and, and I'll finish out with one thing last Friday was a pretty big day for me um, oh yes it marked uh, January 27th, marked one year that I have no longer had suicidal thoughts. Um, as January 27th, I almost took my own life. 
Um, so if you're one of those people that's out there, you're struggling with relationship, or you're struggling with anything mentally wise, do yourself a favor and don't even think about suicide because it is not the answer. My life has changed way beyond uh, with uh, this podcast. Work has changed. The golf game has actually gotten way better. And, it's about time. Yeah, well, yeah. I still kick your ass, but it's okay. <laughs> but there's a lot more that's out there, and you have to sit there and sit back and think about what you really got. Take a skull again, as we say. That's right. There's a lot more out there. And, you know, it really took my German Shepherd really to take a look in my eye, and I was like, all right, this is not the answer. So, you know, you got friends, you have family, you have your support group. Talk, get out there, talk to people. It doesn't matter who it is, just bring it out. Call us, text us, whoever, email us. We'll help you out and we can do what we can. That's right. Help you through it all. Um, check out our website at schoolagain.com. We have awesome merchandise. We're getting ready to drop Yo okay Bro here soon. And Yo okay Bro is dropping next week. We got a lot of good stuff to go with on that. Yes, so, we do. Yeah. Yes, we do. I'm yeah. excited. I'm excited. I keep talking about it at work. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. Um, but everybody, from Mike Frazier and I, Russell Sable, have a good night, everybody. And before Mike Frazier uh, squeezes on out of here between this chair and this wall and tries to get my big rear end from around this small table, I want to add something. I'm so happy you're still here, brother. Yes, sir. And uh, you've made a dramatic and positive difference in my world, and I know you do it for so many and I appreciate you, and I would, wouldn't want to be doing this right now with anybody other than you. So thank you. Thank you listen you. to this man. So from that dude and this dude, take great care to the next time you hear us. Good night, everybody. This episode of Scullygan is sponsored by WorkPlus Brain, a research, analytics, and consulting firm established to share analysis, intelligence, and expert points of view on the future of work. The future of work is cerebral. Increase revenue, work less, or get you or your organization in the right frame of mind. Whatever your ambition, our evidence-based coaching and solutions will help you achieve those results or realize your biggest, boldest goals. For more information, please visit their website at work plusbrain.com.